Welcome to Pilot Boys episode 89. Today we are going to talk about V's 24-hour drive from Toledo to Houston. We're going to talk about Shikari Richardson and smoking weed. We're going to talk about Bill Cosby breaking himself out of jail. Columbus Blue Jackets lost a goalie this weekend. Some 4th of July shenanigans. Uh, so a tragic story there. Talking about Ohio State's continued greatness. Uh, Connor McGregor getting ready to cement his legacy and finally the nba finals and how excited we are for that to start um we have a deep dive today it's about gaining degrees of freedom and not status and how success really ties more to freedom than your social status buckle your seatbelts pilot boys are about to take off welcome to the pilot boys podcast where you will get the real on all things sports music and pop culture And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. Pilot boys in the building. Partha, episode 89. We're getting closer and closer to your 90s baby era of our of our episodes. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to hit the magic 100 pretty soon. I'm stoked for that. Yeah, well, stay tuned for that. We're going to we're going to do something special for our 100th episode. Yeah. So 89, um Man, that's it's crazy how fast time flies. Uh, probably not for you over the last few days with this tra- with this drive down to uh, Houston from Toledo. Yeah, man, uh, it's interesting. I did it. I've always since I've gotten my Tesla, I've wanted to do a long trek in it just to test it mm-hmm. uh, and see how how much they've progressed um, in terms of not just the vehicle but also the infrastructure that's required. Um, to really make an electric vehicle fully functional, right? Because that's always, that's been one of the knocks against electric vehicles is the range, the charging, the charging time, blah, 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 blah. It's, it isn't the same, right? It is, takes longer to charge a vehicle than to fill the gas tank. So how they actually developed that aspect of it was critical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and through this journey, it essentially, what it did was it added about, four and a half to five hours overall in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I split it into two halves. I, I drove to Memphis. Um, and then the second half I drove from Memphis to Houston, each leg being 12 hours total, um, inclusive of the supercharging and multiple reasons. One, I like make whenever I'm moving from one place to another, making an actual transition in my living situation, that is something that I look forward to more than anything else is that time period that I'm driving from one place to another, because it's that that's the hours that I get full clarity on. Okay. I'm making this move. Let's clear out all the noise. Let's enjoy this world that I get to see. And then when I get there and arrive, my mind is fully clear and I'm ready to go. And I also experienced uh, a unique experience, which is the drive. And I think seeing different places in this country, how different states are structured just from a geographic standpoint, then also like the landscape of different states, the people in different states, all of that gives you tools in your toolbox to help you in whatever journey you're going in, because understanding people and understanding culture is more important than anything you learn in a textbook um, and that they'll, they'll ever teach you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
so it, it was just an amazing experience as far as the tesla is concerned what i love about it i know you've made like a four to five hour trek in yours um is that it plans everything for you right yeah. it tells you where you need to stop the second thing that tesla's done that's amazing is when you stop you almost always stop in a place where yeah it might take you 30 minutes to charge but a place where you can walk get something to eat you know right. the store nearby they've they've situated their chargers in very smart locations so that the charging aspect of it um is simple and i and i didn't i don't find those stops it get, it it separated the drive in a way that it, you got breaks along the way which i wasn't really that tired um when i got here you know dude it's up. it's nuts because the charging experience also they put it in such nice locations yes that you could always go like walk around go shopping go get a coffee or a smoothie or you know a full meal if you want to they do a really great job yeah they've been very smart um in building the infrastructure and it's and it's like the the experience of driving the car is also very pleasurable you know yeah. i mean it essentially drives itself if you need it to um you you have the entertainment if you need to do some work at your stop you got the wi-fi connectivity like everything was amazing about the trip um I got to see some cities that I have not been to yet. Like I have not been to Memphis. I got to spend the night in Memphis. I actually linked up with one of your your good friends, um, experiencing that culture. I'm a every anyone knows everyone knows how in tune with music I am. So to see a city that has such a rich musical history also was a great experience. Um, yeah. you know, I didn't really go and do the Beale Street thing because I had to get up and drive. Um, you, didn't, you didn't need to to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you know it's, it, it's just it was a great experience man great experience came into came back to houston it's the second time i've made that drive this this time was fun mm -hmm. ready to hit the ground running man we're we're settling in and and, and, and getting ready to go and here we that's are recording an feeling. episode that's a good yeah. feeling to be in the new spot and you got your wi-fi set up already yeah man fast Wi-Fi lit fast. That's awesome, dude. What a great, yeah. what a great experience. Those cross, cross country drives are my favorite too. I remember moving from Atlanta to LA. It was just this like bliss because I, I had left everything behind. I didn't need yes. to ever go back and I was stepping into a new phase. It's such a beautiful feeling, man. And that's why yeah. I think transitions in life are important. Some people just get settled into one place and I'm I'm not knocking it, but I think a lot of people that I know, and you know people in Columbus who are like this, or in the Midwest who are like this, or in Atlanta who are like this, they get so rooted in a place that they don't realize how complacent they've become. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because you've got every built-in excuse not to not to change. Everything is comfortable. You know, once you've been in a place, you've figured it out. Um, so it's not for everyone, but I do think it's it's a terrible way to live personally that's why I, I, <laughs> yeah that's how i feel too man life <laughs> is is nothing if you don't embrace the change yes yes so um you know let's let's jump into some news and notes today we have a, a deep dive that you know I, i'm really excited about i think it ties in nicely with the drive you just took to houston and kind of what that symbolizes um Let's start first with Shikari Richardson got banned from the Olympics for uh, testing positive for marijuana. 
um, you know, this was an interesting situation because it came on the heels of a bunch of swim caps that are designed for African American hair, uh, or really African hair, uh, being banned from the swimming uh, competitions as well. You know, what what do you see here, V? I'm going to be very blunt with this, which <laughs> is, look, we take a lot of issues and turn them into things that are bigger than they are because media sells, content sells, people want attention on social media. If we just want to go to the cut and dry of this, and, and, and I will say this for Shikari Richardson, unlike everybody else on the outside, she embraced the punishment and accepted it. And I think her attitude toward this is very, very positive overall. Mm -hmm. You understand when you do a specific job or you play a specific role, if you are being drugged, regardless of what you, where you stand societally on, you know, if marijuana should be legal or not within certain segments, if you are applying for a job and you have to take a drug test, you are very well aware that you have to take the drug test. If you are an athlete, you are very well aware of the fact that you have to take a drug test, you know? Yeah. And the thing that frustrates me about this over and over is people lose opportunities and tons of money in the sports world. Specifically, I see this happen a lot in the NFL draft guys failing a marijuana test right before they get drafted. You have to, when there is that much at stake, you have to go above and beyond in terms of discipline to keep yourself eligible or what your dream is going to be yeah. and completely sympathize with what she was going through, but she was very well aware that this was something that they were going to test for. And if she failed that test, that she would not be able to perform in the Olympics. Right. Yep. That's how, that's exactly how I felt too. It's just like, you, you just have to follow the rules when you're playing in, in that sort of field. And it is what it is. You know, it's, I mean, Obviously, we all feel like that's a kind of a stupid rule, but yeah. it's still the rule you have to follow if you want to run the race and play the game. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's part of the reason I, I look at this stuff and I say, yes, we're way behind. But if you and I were applying for a job and there was going to be a drug test element, well, we would take steps to make sure that we pass that drug test. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what anyone has to do. Any job or any employer it happens in day-to-day -day life. And I don't think that if those are the rules that day-to-day -day people have to follow for their jobs, that there should be special circumstances because this is a superstar that right. we all have grown to love. Obviously, the Shikari Richardson story is an amazing one. Love her personality. Love her attitude. But the second part of this is what it was turned into include this was this isn't a racial issue it right. isn't right you know what i mean right this is someone failing a drug test what'd you think about the swim cap part of it that that's flat out bullshit yeah that's how i felt i think that was the those are two unrelated issue. things that is yeah. a racial issue but they that got bundled the into one yeah as yep. as everyone likes to do and, and this could have been a racial issue if this would have happened right 
is if she was given some sort of special test that was outside of the norms of the testing schedule for the Olympics. Like they yep. saw her qualify and they created some test just to fuck with her specifically. Yeah. Then we could say that, but this was a regularly scheduled test, which she was aware of and she failed. And she, to her credit, has acknowledged it. It's this audience around people are always looking for things to be upset about. And sometimes I think it undermines the bigger cause when we turn things that aren't an issue into an issue. Right. And it, it, and that's what I see happening here um, with this situation and to no fault of her own. And we know why, right? This yeah. is a story that if you make it into something controversial and you plant those seeds and people all over the social media sphere are talking about it, you get clicks, you get likes, you get disagreement, you get fights, you get arguments. Everybody wins except for the people. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. You know, another another thing that, uh, you know, caused some ruckus over the weekend, Bill Cosby getting released from from jail. Um, I saw the funniest clip. I don't think this was real, but it was a clip of him walking and the caption was uh, Bill Cosby leaving jail. And he just goes, hey, 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 like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, in the way, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, Oh my God. I don't think, uh, I don't think it was him leaving jail. Actually, I think it was a clip from some other time, but yeah. it was so funny. The implication. Yeah. yeah. He's back on the streets. Yeah. Again, one of these situations that I think, uh, caused a lot of social uproar. Um, mm -hmm. I will tell, speak for myself in the sense that I've always been able to separate art from artist. I never stopped watching the Cosby show because the show itself and the content and the messages and everything that that show portrays is not what Bill Cosby, the person represents in real life. Right. Um, and it's clear that someone power and money do weird things to people. We see this over and over and over again, because it's like, you're freaking Bill Cosby. You don't, if you want to sleep with a woman, you don't need to drug and rape her while she's complete. I, first of all, I don't understand how that's an enjoyable experience yeah. to have sex with someone who's out of there and passed out. Yeah. That's strange. So that tells you mental illness. Um, and maybe it's what this power does to people when people have, and I, and I know personally stories of this with celebrities as they get power and the things that are normal become so easy for them that are, challenging like getting women they look for new weird things and their minds change and the thing is it's very clear there's a pattern of behavior here with bill cosby that is very disturbing um and i think a lot of the reason that people who were celebrating his release it's because of that it's because of the attachment to the cosby show and what that represented to them that they personally feel a certain way that if they acknowledge that there's something wrong with Bill Cosby and that he's a bad person, that it reflects on them for enjoying his art. And I think yeah. that, that that's something that we have to be able to separate. Um, and I also think it's uh, where the race issue comes in here. I think with the Bill Cosby situation is this is 
that people still watch Woody Allen films, Roman Polanski films, that white artists and creatives who have similar issues, people separate that more clearly. Whereas with the Bill Cosby, it's like crucify the guy, take him out. And I think that's also part of the reaction. And I think that there is a racial component to the level, but doesn't mean that he's some sort of hero or somebody that we should celebrate as, mm-hmm. as someone who's been wrong. He's clearly got issues. He's acknowledged that he's, it's funny that he actually got off because he disclosed that he drugged people to the prosecutor in, um, in exchange for immunity. <laughs> That's wow. actually why he got off. You know wow. what I mean? You know, so. I think part of it too, he played such a key role as a father figure for America during, you know, our generation's upbringing yeah. that that I think that's what makes his actions sting so much because he positioned as essentially this very aspirational figure. I know a lot of people who really really appreciated how the Cosby show gave them a sense of normalcy growing up. And yeah, then you know, it's it's a, a big betrayal when, you know, a character gets that deep into your psychology i mean it would be like hearing some bad stuff about will smith it would be the same type of you know hit to the soul and also because you're right and also because of the position he took on on trying to be this moral compass for everyone and telling everyone how to live um to have something like that in your closet is it's like you're right it's like do you represent any of those things but the show but do do you agree that that doesn't take away from what the show represented and the character? No, it doesn't. I I just think that there's certain characters in certain shows that just hit people deeper that yep. have that resonance. You know, it's like like um, Iron Man. I think is one that I think of. Yeah. Anytime you see Robert Downey Jr., you're, that's the strongest association when yep. you look at him, yep. and he has to always live up to that. You know what I mean? Like even though he's not exactly that in his yeah. regular life right so i mean i think that i think especially when you experience something young like i watched the cosby show when i was like six to nine you know what i mean like i yeah. was a child yeah and that it was like this pristine environment you know that that was depicted i mean i'm not i was never like the biggest bill cosby fan so you know i wasn't really impressed about this situation i was like, yeah. whatever but I could definitely see that that the type of show it is, especially with the right context in your life where that show could mean a lot to you. I just think it's the type of show where people build attachment. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's the other thing is it's just a reminder of the things that we talk about in terms of the division in our society. This isn't something that should have this type of polarizing reaction. It's like this dude clearly had done some bad things to women yeah um over the years this this is something that you you can make a everyone should kind of be on the same page we love yeah. the cosby show we love what the show is about but this guy clearly has issues and i also think it's the final thing i'll say on this is this idea i i get weary when i meet someone and they have this representation of like moral perfection like they don't have any flaws yeah. I, li- I that scares me That's more than someone, someone with flaws and typically always someone who presents that level of perfection has deep skeletons it's just 
human nature. Like you cannot be perfect. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not something that, um, and the pressures of celebrity and also playing that role in real life every day when you know, you're not that person, you know, I think it's important to not be perfect in front of people. It's important to show your flaws. It's important to, you know, be yourself to the fullest because yeah, people might not like you or love you if you have certain character traits that they're not, you know, about, but it's a much better situation than bottling that stuff up, letting it get to you and having to express it in ways that, you know, are secretive. You know, it's a, it's a darker reality. Do you think Bill Cosby would have been as successful and the Cosby show would have been as successful if, if this was exposed sooner? No, no, I don't. But I think like, this is an easy one. I mean, homeboy should definitely be in jail. Like this is a technicality he got out on kind of the flip side of Shakari Richardson should be in the Olympics, but a technicality she's getting kicked out of the Olympics for. So it's funny to see, I mean, just little ironies here, but two people, totally different contexts. One technical rule can totally change, you know, your life for, for the better in Bill Cosby's sake or for the worse in Shakari Richardson's um, sake. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is Bill Cosby with who he is and where he's, how far he's come, he's toxic. So his life on the outside, he may not be in prison, but I don't think his life on the outside is going to be particularly pleasant considering the things that he cares about. No. And I mean, honestly, like he, he probably will need security for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Um, and another tragic case, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets goalie passed away this weekend in a fireworks accident. I read that he was sitting in a hot tub and, uh, one of the mortar launchers, I guess, fell over and shot one that hit him directly in the chest. Wow. Fucking nuts. It's scary, man. Like people, you always have to tie mortars down. Like that's known. And it's, it's scary how many people are buying how many fireworks accidents actually happen this one is obviously a high profile one the one with uh jason pierre paul when he blew off his fingers a few years ago is another another one but these things are dangerous right like exercise caution you know whoever's lighting the fireworks and responsible for the fireworks should be the most sober person at your at your home make sure you're following all the precautions do it right. It's so sad that this, whenever I hear stories like this that are preventable, you know, I'm a big believer in karma and what happens is supposed to happen. But it's like when something like this happens, it's just like, why? This kid was 24 years old, was on an uptick in his career, had been with the Blue Jackets, and his family for the rest of their lives have to live with the fact that he died because of a firework. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's got to be a tough thing that's going to, I don't know how they're going to deal with the, the mental aspect of this, his family and teammates and friends, but it's just not something that I see anyone who has a personal attachment to him would ever be able to fully get over. No, and uh, it was at the coach's house, so you got you to gotta put the responsibility on the coach. You know, it's his job to look out for the players, to take care of them, yeah. and he should have he should have known better than to have a bunch of fireworks without you know proper proper safety. I mean that's a big thing. If you want to participate in a lot of the freedoms of America, you should. And 
that's not really legal anyway, but like, let's just say it was right. Just a part of culture here. You yep. do have to know your safety stuff. Like just because you have the right to have a gun doesn't mean you, sh you should have one without understanding the importance of learning safety with it. Yep. And that's not understanding the responsibility that that carries, right? Fully yeah. embracing the responsibility. A lot of people want to own guns because it's their right. But that doesn't mean that just because it's your right that you don't have a responsibility that comes with owning a weapon or a gun or shooting yeah. a car. So be careful with your fireworks. But other than that, you know, I saw an amazing display here in L.A. It was uh, I went up on a rooftop and there was just like hundreds of different fireworks exhibits all across the um the view it was just like so many little little i didn't know fireworks were legal in los angeles oh they're like... definitely not okay they're definitely not people just go wild yeah yeah where do they go they go they drive over to arizona and buy them or something probably yeah 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 i don't know i mean people had like a lot of the big ones v like Every everywhere I looked, it was like those big like I've been hearing them the last two nights, the big like red ones that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It yeah. was, I mean, it was awesome. Honestly, I'm not mad at it. I, I, I love fireworks. It's actually illegal within Houston city limits. And that's nice. The city does like a small fireworks display, but they actually enforce the law. So people mm -hmm. don't um, take those risks. And the reason that I appreciate it. It's not July 4th, and you know this about July 4th, is it's like the whole week afterwards, you're trying to sleep. In the middle of the night, you're hearing fireworks. You're like, okay, the 4th is over. Can we get back to some peace and quiet at night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I've definitely been hearing that yesterday, too. But, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State has been doing a great job recruiting, and I'm excited for the future of this team. They just locked in the number one recruit. Uh, I'm I'm really struggling with his name. Um, do you know how to say it, V? Uh, JT Tuamalala Lulu or something like. I'm sorry yeah. if I butchered it. Tuama. I can't say it. We'll just gonna they, everybody's it. calling him JTT. Yeah, JTT T U I M O L O A U. Yep. However, one would say that. Yes. But JTT is not only playing football at Ohio State, but he also is playing basketball. Yeah, I mean, he is a much better football player and his future is in football. But I think it's pretty cool. Like we've had that before at Ohio State with Ricky Dudley, a guy who played both sports. But enjoy your if you're going to if you're telling these kids to enjoy the college experience, let them fully enjoy it. Basketball, a lot of football players choose football as a profession. Um, despite having more love for the game of basketball, simply because it's a lot easier to make it um, in football than it is basketball. And then if you're a certain size, certain height, like there are so many filters for basketball players to make it yeah. to the NBA. You know, you don't have as big of a roster. So if if he the kid loves basketball, give him the opportunity to play at the college level before yeah. he goes, moves on to the NFL. As an athlete, he's rating so high. He's rating athletically, and I don't, I don't understand how these ratings work. But um, I read that he's rating up where like Ted Ginn Jr. was, where Julio Jones was in college in terms of their recruit rankings. So he's supposed to be 
just one of the most athletic guys that's come through the program in a while. So I'm very curious to see how his skills translate. And he's, I mean, 6'4", you know, I think 277, 6'4 and a half, 277. As a senior in high school, he's clearly probably going to grow another, you know, two to four inches of height. And we'll see, uh, we'll see how he shapes up. Yeah, I mean... We have the number one recruiting class now in the nation um, because of his signing. Um, they're killing it on the recruiting trail um, right now. And then also this might be the best defensive end class we've ever had because Jack Sawyer, who's who's local to Columbus, but is also a top five uh, prospect and is also a defensive end. It just goes to t- show like the influence um of having the best position coach at that position, Larry Johnson, um, at Ohio State, then also the strength of Ohio State's recruiting um, overall. And yeah. it's really what I'm fascinated by is with the name, image, and likeness thing, how much more that's going to create a runway and a difference between the big programs who have all the resources to create name, image, and likeness wins for them um, in real ways, you know, versus yeah. the smaller schools, is it going to separate or, or the same three schools, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state also going to continue to win? Is that just going to enhance the distance between them and everyone else? Yeah, it'll be, I mean, definitely interesting to see. And I think the, the other element that I'm curious about is, um, the, uh, just general, like development of these players, they're placing people so accurately into the NFL, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly impressive. I'm really curious how this goes for the next five, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I've actually done the data search a little bit, not in depth, but I've looked back at like, they're, they're pretty accurate, but there are a lot of guys that they rank as number one overall in high school that never make it. And I have this, this theory that the earlier that they start hyping you, the harder it is to do all of the work that it takes to be great. If you look mm-hmm. at like the New England Patriots, for example, they intentionally don't really draft high profile guys. They draft guys with chips on their shoulders that played at the smaller schools so that they can develop them. But there's a lot of guys who come out of high school and go to the elite programs that never make it because the hype train starts too early. So that's the other thing that I have. You know, this is something to pay attention to with all of this as recruiting becomes earlier and earlier. We know about guys in eighth grade, seventh grade in basketball, even earlier when they're like six years old. Understanding that that could be something that that hurts their development into greatness as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have another UFC matchup coming up. Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Yeah, this is a yeah, this is a big big fight for uh, Conor McGregor's legacy um, as a UFC fighter. He's taken a couple L's and I'm fascinated to see. I mean, I think he's, he always bounces back from losses with great performances. That's what makes him potentially the greatest UFC fighter of all time is not just that he's always winning, but how he consistently bounces back when he takes losses. He usually wins and wins big and this is the rubber match. So they both have a win um in their column so i am fascinated to see this fight rooting and pulling for uh conor mcgregor obviously um 
But let's see what happens. This is a big, big fight for the UFC and also the future of it is a big, a big draw because Conor McGregor being great um, and being active in the UFC um, drives eyeballs and drives money more than anything else. Even Poirier yeah. said it. He said he for he did not take um, the championship fight so that he could fight McGregor because he said in terms of pay-per-view share, fighting McGregor, I'm going to make three to four times as much money as a title fight. That just goes to show you the power that this yeah. guy has and money matters. These guys are prize fighters. They're putting their lives on the line, have limited careers, so they have to maximize their dollars. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's interesting too, because they're tied one, one right in this series. Yes. Yes. This is the true rubber match. Yeah. I'm excited, man. That that's, that's going to be awesome. You, we've got the NBA finals going on when this airs. Uh, we will have already had game one, which is tonight, the night we're recording this. Um, the Suns versus the Bucks, and the Bucks took an interesting road. I didn't expect them to so handily finish off the Hawks without Giannis, but they seemed to almost get better um, when when they needed to step up to the challenge, and that is an indicator of a championship team. The same way we saw Phoenix step step into gear and really close out that series against the Clips. Yeah, the Bucks are further along in the development of their team, and they have secondary players who've been through. Uh, more battles in Jeru Holiday and Chris Middleton. That's the reason that they they were able to come through and take control of the series because it wasn't just that Giannis went down to, to Atlanta's credit. They also dealt with losing their best player. Um, and it just showed you that Milwaukee is built better at this point. They have two other $100 million players and those $200 million players stepped up and filled the role and did what they were supposed to do. Um, now we're into a very interesting finals um, because Giannis is doubtful for game one. Um, he may not be in the series. And I actually think that that is me personally. I think that is going to be the difference um, between whether the Bucks win the finals or the Suns win the finals, because um, both of the games they played in the regular season ended up as one point games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a, I have a interesting opinion here. I think that, Giannis being out for some of the games is an advantage for the Bucks, which is not, you know, not typically what I think most people would be saying. With Giannis out, the Bucks move the ball faster. There's less one-on-one play, more team play. You've got more, um, you know, I would say efficient passers starting movement on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. And uh, the what you do give up is a lot defensively that Giannis is able to do. But uh, I think it forces matchup changes on the Phoenix side of the ball where they have to really consider what they're going to do with Aiton because you still have Brooke Lopez who has just been playing an unbelievable set of yeah. um, you know set of games this playoff. So I don't know. I mean, the Bucks with or without Giannis could easily take this series. Yeah, they got the talent to do so. But I mean... Phoenix has Chris Paul, Phoenix has Devin Booker, Phoenix has a team that's playing the best team basketball of any team in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, um, I think we all want to see Phoenix, to be honest. I think most people do. I mean, I'd be good with either, either one because I yeah. don't see, I think Phoenix has an opportunity to get back to the finals next year. 
I don't think Milwaukee with Brooklyn, if if Durant, Kyrie, and Harden are all healthy, I don't think anyone's beating Brooklyn um, again. So this is Giannis's opportunity to bring a championship to a small small town like Milwaukee. And also, yeah. everyone told him he should leave and go to a bigger market. He stayed. Yeah. To validate that with a championship could shift um, how how player movement happens in the future too. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, it would be, I think the caveat to that is Giannis needs to play. Yeah. He, he needs, needs to, to play. play and be a part of winning. Yep. 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 He has to. I, I'm excited for the finals more than anything because it was so, for the first time in a long time, it's been unpredictable. Yeah. We knew we were going to see LeBron and the Warriors every year. And pe- I, people, honestly, there was no like doubt as to what the outcome was going to be. And I think this year's playoffs um, forced us to watch a lot more games and was a lot more interesting than it's been yeah, in the past. Totally. And it's it's been funny to see. I've seen a lot online. Everyone's calling this like an asterisk championship. But there are no asterisks when it comes to a championship in any pro sports league. It doesn't matter who got injured. It doesn't matter what teams were short-staffed or not. Yeah. Part of the game. That's, you adjust. You yeah. adjust to the circumstances if your team that you're rooting for is not well built enough that when one star gets injured it it can't you know continue to win then that team was not that good yeah and it it goes to show like the teams that are are made it are the teams that didn't just go super top heavy mm-hmm. like the issue that the lakers have when you have lebron and kd i mean lebron AD. and ad yeah and you just throw a bunch of role players around them. One of them goes down. Your outcome is is in doubt. If you're not doing the other stuff, which is building a team through the draft, signing the right free agents, not just taking what you can get. And I think um, as good of a job as Rob Palenka has done in the past, I do not think this was his best job as a GM this year. They they got way too many centers and big bigs. They didn't get any three-point shooters to to help um with the scoring yeah. aspect of things and when ad went down it's like they didn't have any answers so yeah 100 percent. i mean i think that that just goes to show how much of a team sport basketball is mm-hmm. and i think that there's a lot of shine put on stars but at the end of the day there's many many other players that have to play at a high level for your team to win and that's on both sides of the ball and you know, they, they definitely don't get the shine that they get. But this year, it's really nice to see the teams that play great fundamental basketball getting that shine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that does it for our news and notes. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with our deep dive. Topic today is uh, how success is probably more related to freedom than it is to status. Show the Pilot Boy some love by getting some of our exclusive merch at shop.pilotboys.com. You're listening to the Pilot Boys Podcast. Hey, this is Partha. Not only am I a pilot boy, but I'm also the CEO of Lasso. I started Lasso to help people improve their movement on a daily basis. We design and create compression apparel that enables you to move confidently, recover safely, and ultimately be the best version of yourself. We use a patented compression technology that activates key ligaments and tendons to help you improve your proprioception, coordination, and balance on a daily basis. Lasso socks were recently ranked number one by Men's Health because of how much they improve how your body works 
and the overall comfort, softness, and feel of the product. We're very proud of the Lasso socks, so check them out on our website at lassogear.com or at lassogear. Undo Media is proud to be the production partner for the Pilot Boys. Storytelling is what they do. From video production, podcasting, and consulting, Undo Media's focus is on telling your story. Find out why four Emmys and hundreds of clients will back up why you should contact Undo Media for your next project. Look them up at undomedia.com. Let's, let's deep dive, Partha. What's What are we going to be talking about today? Dude, okay, so... I, this is something we have been going back and forth a lot on um, success and like really what what the goal in life is. Right. Mm-hmm. We are raised to think about it in the context of society. But if you really take a step back, everything that we define as success in school or in our upbringing is a man-made construct. It's yep. not really tied to our biology is not tied to our relation to this planet. It's not tied to nature. It's not tied to, you know, anything other than this is a human construct we've created. This is how we live. And, you know, gaining notoriety in that construct or status in that construct is what we've looked up to. Uh, We're posing the argument because it brings more happiness that the real success in life is finding freedom, freedom with your time, freedom with your energy, freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Yep. Yep. Freedom, the under, even the sooner that you understand that the freedom is, is the key to success, um, the sooner you'll become successful, right? Because the moment that you embrace that, then your approach to life will be about finding degrees of freedom, right? Because the way society is structured is for us to all fit into a predefined box, right? Go right. to school, get your degree, get a job, get married, have kids. And the truth is that for a lot of people, a lot of those things are not liberating. They're not right. freeing. They actually feel boxed in because they have to fit into fit into that. So the first step is understanding like, what, how you define freedom? What are the things that that make you feel free, right? And that's in your job, that's in your personal life. If you can figure out, there are two different things, right? And it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to just say, "Hey, wake up one morning and say freedom is the key to life," and suddenly be free <laughs> and be able to just get rid of everything that you've been taught your whole life. You know, yeah. Um, but what you need to do is understand that it's degrees of freedom. Right. Take a step, have a game plan to get there because you have to unlearn a lot of stuff um, to get there. And I think the reason that freedom is valuable is because it helps your mental health, right? Right. Like when you're free from the pressures that everybody else in the external world is putting on you and you're focused completely on what it takes for you to feel free and not feel that weight and not feel that pressure. It's one of the most liberating things that, that you can achieve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't agree more. I think that it all, it starts from this concept of, you know, breaking free of the construct of society and how you think, because I think you have to acknowledge at some point that 
what we've built in our society in terms of how we evaluate success or failure is just a, a mechanized trade system. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. Doesn't really have much to do with you as a person. And mm -hmm. we really have to separate our happiness from, you know, what we do at work. We do. We just do. because you can do a lot of trade, just because people look up to you, just because you might be famous or successful from a wealth standpoint, doesn't necessarily mean anything in the greater context of, of you know, you as a person. We see so many people who are famous commit suicide. We see so many people who are, you know, wealthy have all of these really, really rough habits outside of their wealth that, you know, display a ton of unhappiness. And that unhappiness is is really what'll kill you. It'll shorten your life. It'll create stress. It'll add burden. And many, many people that you speak to that you might think are really enjoying their lives are not enjoying it at all, even though they might have what you're looking for or what you think you're looking for in terms of what success looks like. Um, so I think like the first part is freedom is it starts as a state of mind mm -hmm. and it propagates into your decision making. And when you make decisions aiming toward freedom and aiming toward getting yourself your time open, essentially, your time and your energy free. Yep. All of those decisions usually give you back way more than, than you actually realize. But it takes prioritizing those things first. Yeah, you have to prioritize them. And then you also have to understand um, that there is a price to pay at the outset, right? And that price can come from being a not socially accepted, right? Right. Not necessarily having the financial success or financial freedom at the outset that you would have if you just fit in, right? And didn't right. prioritize freedom and just said, okay, this is the system. I've got to figure out a way to be successful within the system. There's a tremendous sacrifice that comes with choosing freedom that I think a lot of people aren't unwilling to pay. You right. Know? I um, agree. And and that's that's one of the first challenges. Are you willing to pay the price? Um, and there is going to be a lot, you know, yeah. a, a hefty price. But on the other side of that price, like we always talk about this in constructive business in life, nothing worth having is something that you're not going to give your all blood, sweat, and tears for. There's going to be struggle. Otherwise, the other side of it wouldn't be worthwhile, right? Yeah. And I I totally agree. And you know what, bro? It's like that sacrifice or the cost up front, it's it's essentially solitude. But as you as you go through time, that cost turns into like the biggest gift. Yeah. When you, you know? when you can be fully comfortable spending twenty four hours a day by yourself and being happy being by yourself and not feeling the need to have someone else that's when all the right relationships will come to you. Yeah. And the right business deals and the right, um, you know, trip, travel, whatever, like everything in your life gets a lot easier when you build that independence and stability for yourself, because then you're not sacrificing your mental health or your personal freedom for any revenue generating action or any sort of like job or anything. Yeah. And you're not feeling the, you're not feeling the, Stress and pressure are the biggest killers in our yeah. society, right? They heart disease is the number one killer, but heart disease comes from stress, anxiety, 
depression the that is the cause typically of of why people have heart attacks and we have heart issues some of them are obviously genetic don't want to discount that but that's that's the reality right like when you kind of build a a structure for yourself all the decisions that you're making become a lot easier right because it's a lot easier to think about is this sacrificing my freedom or not and you brought up a great case with celebrity right like celebrities who focus on the fame right and child stars who also don't know how to handle fame those people like you see the mental illness like you would think like you said on the outside they have everything going for them they're depressed they don't have the freedom anymore to move how they they can't just go outside and go to the the store or go to the park with their kids or whatever it is that normal people would do on a day-to-day basis they no longer can do mm-hmm. whereas you see artists and creatives who understand how to separate the art from the fame like a j cole for example yeah someone who keeps his personal life very guarded very protected but still has figured out how to give his audience what he wants what what they want which is good music right yeah yeah and, and that's kind of the the challenge i think in in specifically in today's society where a lot of this famous people are becoming famous because of it because of social media or attention they're not understanding that just because you're famous are you sacrificing your freedom are you thinking about how am i going to stay free and maintain my independence through this or am i willing to completely sacrifice everything that is me for the sake of this fame and this celebrity yeah. and i think there is a way the artists that the artists and celebrities and actors that you see that are very successful are probably not the people that you're reading about every day you yeah. know what's going on in their personal life every day i think that's the other bias of it is that news only covers what's unusual mm-hmm. so if you're trying to build your life around headlines you're only building your life around things that rarely work yep it's just yep. not great practice to do that instead you know turn off the turn off the news for a while like i i can't remember the last time i looked at the news yeah any i don't read any industry publications i don't read any i don't i read literally nothing yeah yep. it's just not it's not functional information like it genuinely isn't let me ask you this question because you you went through this at a at a younger age um as you started to accumulate accolades and recognition from the outside world did you start feeling like you were losing your freedom in that process or do you feel like it had a purpose because i i have i know a lot of people who get a lot of accolades starting at a young age you know and that stuff is cool in in high school and stuff like being recognized amongst your peers for things but i feel like people become so addicted to that like chasing the status and chasing the accolades that come from stuff that they never fully appreciate and understand what they're chasing yeah you know what i mean i'm fortunate because i never looked for accolades i've never been like a clout chaser just yeah. not my not my vibe i've applied for opportunities that made sense for me but 
it was it was for for good reason mm-hmm. um i also i took my freedom when i dropped out of college to start yeah. my own business but yeah. the the next phase of taking my freedom was from myself because of the obligation that you put on yourself subconsciously to like be working all the time or to always be doing something productive or to be trying to you know optimize your your body and your mind and optimize and like you know the productivity culture right like hack your productivity or hack growth or like grow fast and it's just like why like why did why do we want to grow faster what's the what's the fucking point of that like yeah things take time and there's pace for everything and like the only thing maturity has taught me is that nothing anybody else says matters at all and nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about yeah (laughs) yeah that's it <laughs> that's that's the truth right there <laughs> and it's it the value that comes from you know there's a price always a price to pay right and in our conversations we we talk about this it's like i've never like really focused on status right and because of that i've been able to build a lot of relationships um that are meaningful that i can utilize because I'm not using them for status, right? It's like people can sense when you are someone who's genuine and authentic and creating value versus someone who's looking at a person or a business or anything as a means to an end for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's also not the best way to get the right relationships um, in your life, right? If you're focused and you're running your own race, and your friend is running their own their own race the overlap only happens when there's crossover between your two paths and because both of you understand your individual paths it's much easier than to not get caught up in competition to get caught up in oh they're at this level of status i'm at this level of status all that that bs yeah um that people focus on you know yeah. what i mean Absolutely, bro. And I mean, I think that's that's ultimately the the key takeaway is just like get yourself out of the systematic way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Open your mind, step away from what everybody else says is the way to do things and make some decisions for yourself. And you're probably not going to be wrong that much. Yeah. I mean, if it feels right to you, you know, and you're 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 spending your time focusing on does this is this the right thing for myself along the path you're going to realize certain things are wrong for you too part of freedom having the freedom to choose is to make bad decisions right like yeah it's not just about making good decisions it's like you're going to make bad decisions but if you understand and you have a sense of self you'll know when those decisions are the wrong ones for you and you'll you'll work your way out of them yeah absolutely and that and that's what freedom like it's such a broad term, the, the word freedom, but it's like, it's really a set of practices that if you start implementing in your life consistently, you'll get there and you'll be walking around and saying, hey, I'm not as unhappy as everyone else around me, you know, <laughs> because I'm free and I'm choosing to live my life the way I want to live it, you know, and I know what yeah. I value and what I don't value and you're not going to dictate what i value to me and if you get that that type of control self-control man it's the the potential you have in this world is limitless yeah
Damn, V. Damn. I think on that note, that brings us to a uh, a close on this deep dive. Yeah, good one, man. I enjoyed yeah. this conversation. Me too. You know, now that you're in Houston, I think you made uh, another choice for freedom. I did. I did, and I'm excited. I'm excited about what the future holds, and um, I'm excited about what's already happening, some of the things that we're working on. It's Things happen when you make good decisions and you choose your freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And with well, that... It brings us to the end of uh, end of this episode. We're so glad you joined us. Episode 89. We're getting in the 90s next week. Things, nice. things are going to turn up for sure. Things are definitely turning up. Man. Remember to stay moving this week. It's been a holiday weekend. It's tough to, to, to get your bearings back after a long holiday weekend, but you know, stay moving, stay active, and always remember to be you. You is fly. Pilot boys help. Pilot boys, we get on up. We go fly.